Cinderella is a fairy tale that has caused many young girls to to hope one day a true prince will rescue them and give life a happily after ending. Cinderella is a tale of a kind and young girl bound to a life of grueling servitude sitting in the cinders of the fireplace under the rule of a mean stepmom and two inept and spoiled stepsisters. Beautiful Cinderella is finally rescued by a handsome and rich prince who gives her the life of a princess. Problem is, freedom was always there for Cinderella. Cindy, why'd it take you so long? A few versions of the Cinderella story exist. The original mild version by Charles Poirot, which focuses on Cinderella's kind nature and that she is totally incapable of being mean. Or the brother's grim or gruesome tale, where the older stepsister cuts off her own heel to fit the prized glass slipper, while the younger sister saws off her own toes to fit it. One tale has Cinderella's father alive but under complete control of his new wife, so he never rescues Cinderella. In the other rendering, the father is unfortunately dead. Similarities of the two tales lie in Cinderella being kind-hearted and doing whatever is bid her, like a puppy seeking his master's approval. Aren't we all like this? Seeking approval, acceptance, pleasing others, and attention-seeking before we meet the one true prince? We grow through life, maybe physically pretty, maybe not, maybe in a difficult life situation, or maybe not have a materialistic need in the world, and yet our heart searches for someone to help. We're lonely, depressed, anxious. We make jokes about our caffeine and sugar addictions, always striving for something or someone to fill that ache, that hole in our soul. Pascal said it well when he said there is a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of every person and it can never be filled by any created thing, it can only be filled by God, made known through Jesus Christ. In Ecclesiastes 3.11 we read that God has set eternity in all our hearts. We want to know Him, although sometimes we aren't aware that we want to. Cinderella's days are full of grunge, dirt, chores, the constant barrage of disparaging remarks and lack of any encouragement would leave even the strongest person anxious or depressed. But Cinderella didn't have to live that life. In Romans 1, 18 through 21, we read that God has made plain to even the ungodly what we can know about him. For his invis invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so that they are without excuse. So Cindy really had no reason to wallow in her self-imposed prison. God showed himself to her as he does to all of us, but she was too mired in her life circumstance. She didn't, couldn't, or wouldn't look up to see him. Sound familiar? Anyways, in the story, it takes a royal celebration and a couple of fantastic magical things to happen before the prince comes to rescue her. We know the story of the pumpkin carriage and the rat footman and the fancy dress and the midnight curfew, and of course that little glass slipper that lost its mate in Cindy's rush to, to get back home before the whole evening's fantasy crashed down and she was back in the cinders again. Even still, when the prince searches for his future bride, the beauty who stole his heart and lost her shoe, her family hides her away, Cindy really had every opportunity to step up and be courageous. Joshua 1.9 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Any sound, a cough, a knock on a wall, something to reveal her presence was all that was needed. Our old lives are sometimes sad, and sometimes dangerous situations present themselves, and we may feel adrift in a stormy sea. But Jesus, once seen, lovingly welcomes us. We are free to accept the gift of grace, which is eternal. He is right there with us. He has promised He will never leave us or forsake us. Hebrews 13.5 says, Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never leave you or forsake you, ever. 
John 10, 29, and no one can snatch them out of the Father's hand. He wants us to have a full and abundant life, John 10, 10, and he died for that. Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. But Cindy, poor little Cindy, just sitting and waiting for the prince to finally notice the glass zipper didn't actually fit not just one sister, but two. I tend to think the blood from the heel and severed toes would be a giveaway, although why he didn't notice immediately just shows that even the most important folks are sometimes not the smartest or most observant. Before she had a go at the slipper, and of course it was a perfect fit, she became his bride and a princess, happy ending. We don't have to cut off any part of any appendage to be Jesus's bride. We don't have to be born of the right station or have the right job or live in the right country. We don't have to be the most beautiful or the favorite anything. Our prince, Jesus, willingly gave his life because of God's great love for us and desire to be with us as we once were. John 3.16 says, God loved us so much, he gave his only son to die for us so that we should not perish but have eternal life. We as believers are Christ's bride. Ephesians 5 so well compares our marriage relationship here on earth with the one final relationship we have in our eternal home. If you are living the self-imposed prison life of our Cindy, be it physically, emotionally, or spiritually, then don't wait for a flesh and blood prince to come rescue you. The Bible says he's already here. His name is Jesus, and he's waiting for you. All you have to do is say yes. Thank you.